Welcome back to the Shadow Priestess Embodied. I'm your host, Kaylin Rakowski, and thank you for joining me today for another deep dive and exploration into your inner world, into your body, the shadow realms, where we will begin to explore some of these esoteric principles and really begin to drop them down into modern day application and embodiment. This is a sacred place where you can begin to truly meet yourself, meet your medicine, and to meet your magic. This is a place of remembrance. Take a deep breath and let's begin. All right, you guys, I have an absolute treat for you today. This conversation was so much fun for me to have with my dear friend, Christine. And let me just tell you, Christine is absolutely incredible. I think that she is probably one of the best coaches that I have ever worked with. And I'm so blessed to call her a friend, a colleague, a sister. And if I need a little loving kick in the ass, if I need someone to really help me see through my own bullshit, she is definitely the person I call. So Christine is a self-love expert and business coach, and she really helps women to receive the love that they deserve, especially from themselves. And she really is all about embodiment and really coming home to your body, being present in your body, and how through embodiment, you can literally manifest anything that you desire. So this conversation, we are going to dive deep into what really is embodiment. What does that mean? How do we come home to our bodies? And so much more. Honestly, I could have stayed on with her all day long and definitely will have her back. So I hope that you guys enjoy this and let's begin. All right. Well, welcome, Christine. Would you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and just the epic work that you do in the world. Oh, thanks, Kaylin. Hello, my name is Christine Ajasafi, and I help dreamers really embody the version of the life that they see in their dreams, right? So they can become it in real life. So I help people manifest through embodiment. I help them realize their dreams through embodiment and realize who they are through embodiment. And I love it. I'm really good at it. I'm really good at getting to the root of the things that are holding people back, which is usually them, but that's for another story. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who don't know my dear friend, Christine, I would say that she lovingly kicks you in the ass and has a very keen eye to cut through the bullshit, especially like the bullshit that you don't even really see that you're bullshitting yourself. And she's like, are are we going to look at this? Like very uh, bitter medicine, but it is potent (laughs) as fuck. I will just say Uh, love her to death. And that's why she's here. So when you're talking about embodiment, like what does that mean to you or what does that look like with your clients? I love that question and I love how you describe me. And I'm going to say it took me a really long time to embrace the part of me that kind of just like takes no shit, right? I literally say to my clients, you're bullshitting me and you're bullshitting yourself or they'll say something about bullshit, right? It just, it takes, it's for me at least, it takes so much, um, energy and effort to look for different words to say the thing I want to say instead of just saying the thing that I want to say and trusting that that's actually what they need to hear 
And sometimes it is incredibly triggering and it's always perfect, right? So embodiment to me is really just becoming who you already are, but who you have pretended to or been taught that you're not, right? Taking, it's being in your body and being present to the sensations um, and the desires that are in your body. Like there are a lot of people listening to this who are listening to this and they are, they they actually really desire something different to what they're experiencing. And the only reason that they're able to live a life that isn't the thing that they desire is because they've left their body, right? The if they were in their body for a second, the desire would be so strong that they would have to move in that direction. There's just like so many of us are avoiding the uncomfortable feelings the 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 feeling in our body that's just like oh you know that feeling sometimes Kaylin where you just like want to escape your body because it feels like too much and they've just done that so much that they're not even present in their body anymore right um and that's what I see embodiment as calling people back into their body so they can be present to what their soul is asking for um and what's actually already kind of present in their life that's what embodiment is to me so it's like a and I would your, go yeah go go no go no 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 go ahead go ahead I've already forgotten it go <laughs> I was just gonna say I I really love how you're articulating it and I think you've been a coach now in numerous different fields with tons of different people and would you agree that so many people consciously are trying to choose something and they're like, well, I've done all the things and nothing seems to be working. And usually the one thing that is missing and like the most important foundational piece is their connection with their bodies. Would you agree with that? 100%. And it's because a lot of us, or one of the reasons, not just the reason, um, is because we have been taught to neglect and ignore our body and that the mind is more important and that logic is more important, even though logic is actually fake and doesn't even really mean anything. Um, so they're just, people are trying to choose things with their mind instead of allowing their body. And it really just goes to show how much most people distrust themselves because they don't trust what their body is asking for. It's like, how often is your body like, I'm tired. And you're just like, no, you're not man up let's go out and do this we're gonna do all the things we're gonna and your body's like i'm tired no no we're not tired it's <laughs> just like no your yes. body's actually saying it's okay <laughs> and, yeah. and that's actually why i know we're going to talk about this a, 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 we're going to talk about this today and i'm kind of jumping the gun but this is why i'm really excited that i got started in personal development work through an eating disorder because that's really a lot of people are missing the embodiment piece because of their relationship with food and because of their relationship with their body right I very early on in the, on this journey I had to really be in my body to distinguish the feelings of hunger and fullness so that I could heal from bulimia where I was no longer present, right? If you're bulimic, if you have any eating disorder, then you know that you're not embodied, right? Uh, there, there's a lot of people as well who feel like they're embodied, but they still have really complicated relationships with food. Food, they won't allow themselves to eat what they really want to eat. That's a, a sign of a lack of embodiment, which is not a criticism. It's not something wrong. It just is what it is, right? Because you're allowing your mind to make the rules instead of paying attention to your body's 
desires and your what your body is asking for and you can literally start there like starting with listening to your hunger listening to your fullness and listening to do I really want this like people a lot of people are eating things because they think it's healthy whatever that fucking means instead of like that's what they want right that's not embodiment like just at the simplest that just at its core right your body's asking for something and you're not listening yeah and what if someone's listening to this right now and they're questioning like if they have any type of relationship with the body or if they're totally you know disassociated unembodied like what would be the first thing you would give to someone to explore what their current relationship is with their body um what would be the first thing I think it would actually be with food and drink it'd be like how do you decide what you want to eat um how do you decide when it's time to eat when how do you decide when it's time to stop eating what are you doing when you're eating? Are you doing a million other things? So you're kind of already removing yourself from being present because you're eating on one hand, but you're also like working and watching TV and doing all the things, right? So that that's actually where I would start with. I think it's a really great place to, to start with um, being in your body, feeling the sensations in your body and listening to cues that your body is giving you because it's just a real basic, Oh, my body's asking for food. My body's asking for water. And when you start trusting yeah. those cues, then you can get to trust like bigger ones. Oh shit. Actually, my body's asking me to overhaul my entire life and do something that I really love instead of this boring <laughs> shit. So what I've come to realize too, and like, I think what you don't really fully grasp until you really come back into your body is that your body, your nervous system, your intuition, whatever you want to say it is, is always communicating with you all day in every experience. Like it is always like feeding you information. And so many times it's like, we are so disconnected that we don't pay attention to it unless it's like a big, like painful thing, you know, or a huge like activation or a huge charge. So it's like, I love what you're saying too, about like at the base of it, it's presence. Like how present can you be with yourself in what is, and it's not about trying to change it or trying to fix it or do anything. It's just like becoming a witness of like, okay, well, what's happening in my system? Like what's happening in my body right now? Oh, I love that. And I love that you said that it's not about trying to change anything because a lot of people are avoiding being present in their body because they don't want to deal with the discomfort that comes from changing it. And you don't have to change it. You don't have to make a commitment to changing it. You can just start by being aware of it. And if you become aware Mm -hmm. of it and you start to trust it, you will eventually start to move anyway, however small the steps are. And the more I do this work, the more I'm like, I'm not even sure if that exists, like small and big steps. It's just movement, right? Um, The more you become present to what's going on in your body the easier it becomes to move or the harder it becomes to stay still because your body literally can't it's like you you know when you watch your kids right we both have kids and when you watch kids when they're excited and inspired their body's moving they they just move mm-hmm. they don't sit they're not like i'm so excited right my my son like flaps his hands <laughs> and arms about when he's excited like the, literally excitement and inspiration causes movement so yeah right you, this conversation has get me so excited are you ready to move? 
I will say I was like dead. Like we were, we were chatting before and we're both moms of babies who are teething and my energy was so low. And within like being on here for 10 minutes or whatever it is already, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so lit up. Like I'm ready to move now. Um, <laughs> so I guess, you know, if, if I'm someone, I'm trying to just put myself like in the shoes of a newbie. If, if I'm totally new to this work and the concept of like having a relationship with my body and becoming aware of the sensations and emotions and things that are present, you know, I guess the first question that's coming to mind would be like, why the fuck does this matter? My goodness, I fucking love that question. Why does it even <laughs> matter? Because everyone has something that they really want, right? They all have like, we all have, you know, maybe we fantasize about like, being able to fly first class and travel all over the globe and have a certain amount of money in our account and be able to take our families on vacation. And all of those things are really awesome. And the reason we want those things is because we believe that we will feel a particular way when we have those things. Now, here's the rub. If you are not, I don't even really know what that means. Here's the rub. It just came out my mouth. If you're not <laughs> present... <laughs> If you're not present in your body, those things are not going to feel the way you think they will feel when you have them. And then you will constantly be in this state of looking for more. My life is lacking. I don't have enough. Life does not feel like life. I do not feel like I'm living. This is not what I wanted. Constantly in search of something outside of yourself. Because what's happening right now won't feel good enough because you're not present in your body, right? Mm -hmm. That is one of the main reasons why it's important. And then the second reason is that I really believe that our soul, right? The desires from our soul, we don't need necessarily a master plan to have them unfold. That once we are in communion with our soul, we start to start this journey in which our soul's desires begin to unfold. When you're not in your body, you're chasing ego desires, which is fine. These None of this is a bad thing, by the way, um, or projections of what you think desires will feel like or what you think you're supposed to do. And this is why so many of us will wake up one day and say, wow, I fucking hate this. Why am I even doing this? We didn't know that we hated it because we weren't in our bodies. We weren't aware of what was going on. We're just like, like lemmings. They, everyone says, go this way, let's go this way. Everyone's going this way, let's go this way. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> so those are the two biggest reasons why embodiment is, to me, like the most important thing. Yeah, and for some reason, like the quote that's coming to mind as you're sharing this is like, what you chase, you'll never catch. So it's like, you know, if you constantly keep thinking that something outside of yourself to get obtained, to become, it's like, you're telling yourself that like, I'm not it. So then you get it and you're like, oh, wait, this didn't fucking make me feel joyous. This didn't make me feel successful. This didn't make me feel insert blank. Okay, let me run. Let me go get it again. Then it must be this. So it's like, you constantly stay on this hamster wheel when really it's like, it's an inside job. Like, someone or something really can't truly make you feel anything maybe for a split second but really taking ownership of like your frequency your vibration like it's an inside job it starts with self and i think that if people started there and had that foundation 
getting what you actually think you want would be so much more obtainable or easier. I really love how you said, I'm not it. Because like yeah. that's yeah. that's that there's always that feeling of like, it's not me. I'm not it. Like there's something outside of me. There's something else that needs to to fit so I feel a certain way. And it's like that it, like I'm not it. It's it's so funny that you said that because it's just like I feel I feel like that's just so many people are walking around with this subconscious vibe of and even mantra of I'm not it. I'm not it. No. Yeah. Not it. Not it. Just looking around. Not it. Where is it? Yeah. That was really yeah I think too it's like and that ties into like the I'm not it I'm not good enough you know it's like that it's like that same wound it's that same thread but whenever you're in either of those two things you're not anywhere close to becoming the type of person and activating those thoughts feelings emotions whatever in your life because there's a separation and othering and whenever there is it's like you just push it further and further and further away and I think this is why identity work is so important, why embodiment work is so important. Like it's starting from the bottom up instead of the head down. Mm, it's like the I foundation that. That needs everything. I love that. And what was I going to say? You said something. That's the thing. This The thing that has been most... The thing that's been most transformational for me, the thing that's really helped me the most when it comes to like worthiness and deservedness and all of the othernesses is realizing and really embodying that it doesn't matter, right? Because I spent so long on this like endless search of my worth and deservedness and like, I have to love myself. It was literally, it was like all I did. And then I was like, I realized that I thought that if I loved myself enough, if I thought I deserved blah, blah, blah enough, if I thought I was worthy enough, then I could have the thing that I really desired. And then I realized I can actually have what I desire without having to be good enough, without having to be worthy enough, without feeling like I have to deserve it. And just like that, in an instant, my worthiness has already changed because then I realized it's mm. not really a thing. Mm. rewind and play that part again <laughs> but I love it like it, it's not even a thing your worth is inherent you're born worthy and an old mentor of mine really made me see this when she said you know look at your baby what does your baby have to do to be worthy or to receive your love and I was nothing <laughs> like they just exist and I fucking would give them my left arm. She's like, exactly. So like, when did you become different? And I think too, you know, on the flip side of that, we can also like look at people that we don't think are worthy or deserving or bad people. And they fucking have everything that you think you want. So it's not even a thing. It's completely made up. And I love that you said that, like, it doesn't even matter. Worthy, not worthy. You can fucking have it no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> I love giggling. that. It <laughs> it's it's so true I think that that I had that a moment like that too where I suddenly was like hang on a second I have these judgments about people that I think they don't deserve blah 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 they're not good enough for blah 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 and you know the funny thing is they seem to have it anyway <laughs> I was like fuck maybe maybe this shit's all made up 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. So I did really want, there is a question I did really want to ask you today. And it was about, let's say you're someone who has gone through trauma and finds it very uncomfortable to be in your body. You know, maybe you're someone who's in a state of hypervigilance or you're always like disassociating and they know that they're at this pivotal point in their path where they're like, I, this has to be the thing. Like I have to really address my body, my nervous system. What would you recommend or like, how would you guide someone who's in that space to really start connecting with their body or feeling safe in their body? I would start with doing it with support because if you're not used to this work, sometimes really leaning into the discomfort that you're feeling in your body can literally feel like you're going to die. Right. And depending on who you are, it could induce a panic attack. Right. Um, which is fine. And it, it, everything is fine. Even if you have a panic attack, everything is fine. And you can keep telling yourself that everything's fine. Everything's OK. Right. Um, but it helps to have support. So there's someone else with you that you trust. I would suggest a paid mentor, a paid coach or whatever, not just like a cool friend, um, unless that cool friend is Kaylin, of course. Um, and then really have some, <laughs> and then have some- If you guys can't tell, we, we've been friends for a while. So <laughs> mind the goofy banter, okay? <laughs> There's gold here. <laughs> um, really have someone sit with you so that you can, you can, feel these feelings and trust that it's safe you mm -hmm. can start to okay I can sit with the discomfort and not die and another thing that's really important is that we have to we have to leave our stories behind you know, mm -hmm. you speak to anyone and they say well I can't do this because when I was five this thing happened to me I, I can't do this or I have problems with this because my parents are blah, blah, blah. We just live in these stories. And at some point we have to leave the stories behind and just just be and just 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 be the damn thing. I want to say do, do the damn thing, but really it's about the being. Um, and I, it's actually one of my friends, Elizabeth Ralph, that really helped me with this because I had this really poor money identity. And I think it's like, if you were close to me and you asked me about it, I'd be like, well, you know, I was a homeless unit when I was this and that and this awful, like some awful things have happened. Sure. But all of those awful things, or should I say, and all of those awful things have made me who I am today. And today I'm a very powerful coach. I'm really, really helpful in, in helping people get to the root of their stuff. And I really help people move. So I would choose all of those things again and again and again because of how I feel now, right? And what I know mm. about those things, that they don't mean anything about me. I used to carry this thing that it means that like, I suck and I'm not worthy and everyone else is better than me and I'll never have all of these nice things. At some point you have to step out of your stories. And I think we were talking about money and I was probably going into like my dad and paying my school fees late and blah, 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 poor me. And she told me, she was like, you're just so attached to your stories, Christine. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. I've had intense trauma. How <laughs> dare you speak to me about these stories? I've had a hard life. I was so triggered. And it, it was the best thing anyone could have done for me. So mm. 
yes, I would I, I would start with feeling the safety in your body and the support and then look at where you're leaning into the stories as an excuse not to feel. Well, you know, I've experienced something that other people haven't experienced. We really part of this journey that we're on is like you got to get really good at seeing where you're bullshitting yourself and you are definitely bullshitting yourself. And it's important yeah. to know as well that even though you're bullshitting yourself, it doesn't make you less than. It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you. If you're on a pattern of leading with your stories, what will probably happen when you notice that you're bullshitting yourself is that you will then feel shame. Oh, I suck because I've just been relying. Doesn't matter. None of that matters. You're human. We're all human. We do all the human things. You're not special because you've been doing it, right? You're not. So like, it's it, sure it'll be easy to lean into shame let's, it, let's just see if we can just leave that out like there's no sh there's no shame in you being a human yeah like we're all human welcome to the club my friend <laughs> and I think that yes like people who have been through intense trauma need a different level of nervous system support right because you said it will feel like you are literally dying coming into your body but then I also see the flip side of this, and I know you agree with me, so I, I definitely want to pull on this thread where people will also just want to avoid feeling any discomfort, right? Whether it's literally just fear, anxiety, you know, they're a little bit scared, whatever. And it's like, oh, well, I'm just, I don't want to feel that thing, so I'm not going to do it. So there's like a fine line where it's like, yes, you have been through, like I'm not taking away from anyone who's had a traumatic experience yes there is a level of support and also I see so many people just not wanting to be uncomfortable and there's a difference there so I think that I would love for you to kind of share your insight on people who just want to avoid being uncomfortable and take that as a sign that like that isn't meant for them so I think it first starts with choosing because this probably isn't a very trauma-informed thing to say. And I, I I realize that I have a lot of things to say that not everyone would necessarily agree with. Um, and I used to kind of like hide these things and stand by like mainstream, mainstream beliefs. So I could be palatable. So trigger warning, this might not be that trauma-informed. So you could just forward a few seconds if you're like, I'm going to fucking get triggered and hate her for life. Um, we all have trauma. And we, we like to separate our trauma. Like my trauma is bigger than your trauma and therefore you cannot possibly understand what I'm going through. And on some level that can be true. And I also wanna say, after talking about leading with stories, I want you to know that I really know trauma deeply, right? I've been sexually assaulted, physically assaulted. I've had no money. I've been in homeless shelters. You know, I felt very unloved by people who were supposed to love me. I've, I've, I've really, I've, I've, I've been there, right? I get it. I get it. So I want to say that first, because sometimes we can kind of other people, right? By saying, well, you don't understand what I'm going through because you probably have never had anything happen to you. Mm -hmm. And we actually don't know how individuals experience trauma. So I can say, that, you know, I went to camp. This is a true story, by the way, trigger warning again. I know that like they were supposed to say these things, which is part of the problem, but don't get me started. Um, <laughs> I you went should to walk camp. around with a label that says I... trigger warning, Christine. 
<laughs> walk into a room with a flag above your head, but that's why I adore you. So yes. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> so, I I went to camp and I was sexually assaulted when I was about seven by an older camp counselor, right? Who tried to have a sexual relationship with me. And it would be really easy for me to say, well, you, whoever I'm talking to, you've never been, you've never dealt with sexual abuse as a child. No one touched your body without your permission as a child or a teenager. You have no fucking idea what I'm going through. My trauma is so much bigger than yours. And for a long time, I did have that, which is how I othered myself. I can't experience what they're experiencing because they haven't experienced what I've experienced, right? They don't know what I'm going through. We actually don't know what anyone is going through. We are not in anyone else's body but ours. And the idea, this is going to sound ridiculous to people, right, at first, but you really need to, like, sit with it. The idea that my trauma is worse than the person opposite me, because all that happened to them is their dog died. That's literally a real excuse, because that's what I really used to think, right? All that's happened to them is their dog died. He can't possibly understand trauma. But I don't know what that felt like in their body. Mm -hmm. how do I know that what they're experiencing in their body after that happened was not even more intense than what I ex than what I experienced in my body how do I know that I don't right the idea that we can uh measure these traumas by like other people's understanding and other people it's all a projection we don't really know that so th 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 that's something that's really important when we start to lean into our stories other people they, they don't understand we don't know that we mm. really don't know that so it's this is not to shit is hard like and it's it's so some of the things that many of us have been through it's not cool and there are so many people that I want to give a hug and be like you know I wish that you had experienced something different I wish that you had experienced something that you would know how easy you are to love and be with and know that we are all here for human experiences and we don't know what another experience, human experience feels like in another body. We only know what things feel like in our bodies. So it's something that's really important when we want to other ourselves as an excuse for, well, I can't do that because, and if you, Kaylin, I'm sure you see it all the time. And if you haven't, you'll see, people listen to this, if they haven't, they'll see it all the time now that I brought it to your attention, how people will say they will take themselves out of something because of their experiences well I can't do this because of mm -hmm. and I really love that you're touching on this because I think this is like so many people probably have gone through um traumatic experiences but they're like oh well I wasn't raped or I wasn't abused <laughs> so it wasn't trauma it wasn't traumatic and it's it's really not about the event itself it's about the imprint that it had on your body, on there your you, system, right? You just like, said everything that I was trying to say way more simpler, way easier, way more concise. I'm, I'm, I'm putting exactly. a bow on it for him. I'm putting a bow on it for him. I'm just, I'm just bringing it home for your story. But it's really like trauma at its core is something that happened too fast or too quickly for your body. So, you know that can look different for everybody. But I, I love that what you're sharing is that no matter who you are or what you've been through, we all have a past and we all have a story and we all have things that hurt us and shaped us and have changed us. 
and nobody is more important or less important than the other person. And we all, yeah. And we all just, we all just go through life differently and like, that's okay. Hello, being a human and having a human experience, but also like, don't let your story of like, well, no one will understand or if they had this, then, you know, how they would never know. Like everybody has the same accessibility or chance to create the life, no matter what they've gone through. I, yep. I believe. Yep, 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 yep. A hundred percent agree. And like, you know, if you guys want to not move or you want to rest or you kind of just want to feel like you want to do nothing, this is your reminder that you actually don't need permission to do that and you don't need a reason. Because sometimes it's just like we want to not move and we feel like we need a reason. Well, I'm just actually not going to do anything. Well, you know, because of this one time where I like fell in a ditch and it was fall and now it's fall again. So I can't, can't do anything right now because of my trauma around fall. You don't have to have a reason. You can just say, I don't fucking feel like doing it. I'm not going to. That's it. I love that. And I think that also ties into people being afraid to just say what they really want. Like, I I don't want to do anything. I mean, for me, when my dad passed away um, at the end of March, there was a few months where, like, I truly didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to work with people. I didn't want to be on social media. Half the time, I didn't want to fucking talk to people or even answer my phone. And I just can say, like, I don't want to. Like... I don't want to. And I just pulled away. I didn't have to go on social media and say, dear social media, I am taking a sabbatical because my dad died. No, like I just didn't fucking want to. So I did it. You don't owe anybody shit. You don't owe anybody an explanation for doing what's right for you. And I think the more that you come home to yourself and connect with your body, it's so much easier to know what the fuck you want and what is right for you and what is aligned for you. 100%. I love that. You don't, you don't even need to, an excuse for yourself, right? You don't have to find an excuse for yourself. You can just, mm, my body's going this way. Okay. Um, this is a conversation that I have with my sister a lot, not to out my sister, but to also kind of out her, um, <laughs> is that whenever she feels a certain way that she thinks that she shouldn't feel, she wants to find a reason for it. And she'll be looking, I don't know why. And she'll spend all this time looking for a reason. I'm like, you could just do the thing or be where you are. You don't need to find a reason for it. Just like, yeah. Let it be. Would you say that many times when people like get stuck to in a certain emotion or in a story, or I should say in a certain emotion, it's because they're really in the story. Like you said, like with your sister, like I'm trying to like figure out like why I feel this way. And okay, well, I feel this way now because I just realized that my dog died and it was fall and I fell in the ditch and that's exactly why I'm feeling, yep. Okay, and it's like, at that point, you're more in the story than actually just the sensation in your body. And many times when you can just be a witness of it and just allow yourself to be present with it, it, it will move through. But you perpetuate it when you get stuck in whatever story, thought, whatever, you keep telling yourself over and over and over about how you're feeling. That shit drives oh me nuts. Gosh. I agree. <laughs> agree. A hundred percent. Yeah, we do. We definitely. And I think that for some people, they don't give themselves uh, room to feel, but they actually want to feel. So when they have these really strong emotions, they kind of hold on to it as an excuse to keep feeling. I mean, I, I just like, you know, um, 
when they're upset about something, for example, and they just keep saying over and over again this thing that was really upsetting and finding more mm-hmm. reasons to get even more upset about it. This is actually what I experienced when um, I broke up with my son's father. I would think about it and I was so angry. I was looking for reasons to be angry and reasons to make him the bad guy. So I just like look for things. Oh yeah, and then when he said this, I didn't realize it at the time, that sneaky bastard. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's just like, getting myself hot in the head for no reason (laughs) yeah yeah I love that and so what would you say like let's say for example since we're pulling on this thread you are in that space you're super triggered you're super angry about something you're playing that the story over and over what they said oh and what are some of the tools that you do with your clients or even with yourself that help really pull you when you're kind of in that story loop and like just feeding into that fight or flight state and how you can really begin to like come back to the body and disconnect from that Mm. story yeah I love this question because uh there are tools and also tools are not necessary um really all tools do is to bring us back to being present and Mm. you can actually just do that anytime you want you can just be present anytime you want so you don't need any tools um there are some tools that really help but really it's just about it's just about presence and when I feel like people are stuck in the story I slow them down and just breathe it's really easy um one of my friends Dana Evans taught me this a few years ago it's really easy to hold on to thought patterns if you're holding your breath right so you just keep breathing which will also help the emotion move through you Right. Um, Joe Dispenza says that emotion is just energy in motion. And when we hold our breath or we are like, you know, we're just like recircling the same emotion instead of just letting it move through us. So I always slow them down and breathe. And go into your body instead of into your head, because the thoughts are just like hamster wheel of thoughts. It becomes really overwhelming. So you slow down and you just breathe and then identify where in the body you're feeling, whatever sensation you're feeling, and just be with it for a moment. And then when you feel like you're really angry, it's so much easier to be angry than hurt, right? Mm. Hurt feels vulnerable. Anger feels powerful, like you're a warrior. It's not necessarily Mm. true. So really like what it, what are you actually feeling what do you actually want to say i had this again to use myself as an example i like to use myself as an example because i think that a lot of us uh when we're coaches and mentors it's really easy to get onto a platform and pretend that we have ascended right <laughs> a certain point of being human when we're actually still just very human so i with my son's father when we were still together I had a moment where I was really super triggered and I said to him fuck you you fucking fuck <laughs> and my friend said well what do you actually really want to say it's, mm. it's not really it's not really saying that and I it's just like I feel abandoned by him and I feel like he's going to abandon me and that really scares me that's a whole hell of a lot different than fuck you you fucking fuck yeah. But right, that part of me that's scared of abandonment was protecting her mm-hmm. instead of just saying actually really what I want to say. And that's part of where embodiment comes in and trusting yourself. 
there's a level of self-trust to say, I feel I'm, I'm afraid that you're going to abandon me and be okay with, well, maybe they might leave. Yeah. Right. But that that's, that's okay. When we avoid, we really get ourselves into a whole heap of things that we're trying to avoid in the avoidance of the thing. Right. Mm -hmm. In me avoiding being abandoned, I'm exhibiting, exhibiting behaviors and getting into, uh, certain energies that can be repelling and then when i'm in that energy it's like well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be part of this where you just make me at fault for everything you're feeling i'm leaving i knew you were gonna abandon me i knew mm -hmm. everyone always abandons me right but it was it was my own hand so this is where like you, you want to be in your body because we are often creating the thing that we're so scared of happening anyway, because we're mm. avoiding being in our body and being vulnerable. Mm. I love that you touched on that because it is true. Like that, that part of us that wants to self-protect, that wants to armor up, right? Even though it is coming from a super like loving part of us, that's like, Hey, like I am literally just trying to keep you safe, but it's actually that, exact like behavior programming that makes you show up in a way that almost always creates that again just so that part of you can go see see yeah. that yeah. right there i told yeah. you that was coming that's why i was trying to protect you instead of being fully present with hey i have a deep fear here hey you know i have a deep wound here of whatever it is and just like acknowledging that and like instead of trying to you know, protect it or trying to avoid it. It's like taking that into self and then remembering that like, hey, this is here, but now how can I move and choose from what I do want? And I think that is probably one of the biggest hiccups I see working with people is that they think just because it happened in the past, maybe one time, two time, fuck, maybe even 10 times that that means, okay, then that's what's going to happen this time. And it's like really mm -hmm. training your mind, your heart, your body that like, something else is possible and yeah. I can choose something different and I can experience something different, but you can't do that unless you get in your body. hundred percent. And what's interesting, what you said is like, it's happened 10 times or five times or whatever. When you, most of the time, when you really get into it with clients and they're like, well, because it always happens, what you'll notice is that actually been many times it didn't happen, but they've just, they've deleted that part of the story. Mm -hmm. So it's in line with what they believe, right? Well, I think it's a lot easier for people to claim their shadows than it is to claim their power or their excellence. Like people tell you all day, oh, I don't like this about me. This is wrong. You know, did it, they'll give you a laundry list. Like, what do you love about yourself? Fucking crickets. Right. Isn't that crazy? Like, what do you love about yourself, Kaylin? I love my personality. <laughs> I think, uh, I think I got it going on. Uh, no, I, what do I love about myself? You're putting me on the spot. I love my heart. There you go. Yeah. I love I my heart. I, nope. love <laughs> I love it. I think I do think that you have a great personality. I think that you're super fun as well. And you're really easy to be um, yourself around. Like I'm, it's really easy for me to be myself around you. And at this point in my life, I feel like I'm not around very many people that I don't feel like that around because it's important to me. Um, but you uh, almost immediately, you're just like, oh, you can just, you just be who you are. You emit a very non-judgmental easy vibe mm. and 
And it almost, it's like, you're also really brilliant too. And it's almost like you can almost forget because you're just so easy to be around. It's like, oh, she's just normal, just like everyone else. But you're not just normal. You're a witch. Oh, babe, I love you. That made me most cry. I'm also very sensitive. Who am I? What I love about me? It's my superpower, super sensitive. So you're going to make me cry. I love that. Um, But now I want to tease you because what do you love about yourself? I actually love, I've recently realized this. I love, I'm kind of um, antagonistic, right? I I kind of like to trigger people, right? You just realized that about yourself? Yeah, I mean, even though I never... (laughs) (laughs) But you've really been sleeping on yourself. I know. It's like I realize that I do trigger people, but I've always had this story. Well, you know, I'm not, it's not, I'm not doing it on purpose. Like I don't want it to. It's like, it's just like, but no, I actually really enjoy triggering people. And if I was like a little bit more free to be myself, I would be triggering people all over social media. I would just be saying all sorts of shit. But also sometimes you would be a I know troll. Like yes, all day, professional I would, No, I for real would. I like antagonizing people with things that I think are truthful and real things, not just for the sake of it. I come from a big family as well. So I really enjoy like I enjoy I enjoy it. It it's it's fun for me. You know, I one time I posted about Kanye West on my Facebook and I did it just because I knew people were gonna be pissed off if I'm I honest. remember when you did that. <laughs> I can remember that. You know, it's funny to me. And maybe you've realized about yourself. Maybe you're just like coming in to realize that you love it about yourself. Um, Because that is like my favorite thing about you. Like that is literally my favorite thing about you. And I think that, I think that you do like it, but I think you do it even so effortlessly where other people get so fucking intimidated and they're like, oh, she, she must be trying. Like, and it's like, it literally is just part of your essence. Like you just, yeah. emanate it. Like you're walking trigger warning. Like <laughs> I'm about to come in here and I'm going to trigger you. But like, I will say, I always feel like it's coming from a place of love because it's, it's not coming from like, I'm trying to be mean and pick on you. It's like, oh no, I see where you're bullshitting and lying to yourself. So let me just put a loving little mirror here so that you can also see this. Hug, hug, kisses, kisses, wake up. Like, you know, like, uh, that's like my favorite compliment. Not just that fact that you see that part of me and you love that part of me, but also because you see that it's not like, whatever it means, it's not coming from like a mean place. And that's something that I love. A lot of my clients have said that too. Yeah, yeah, you do that. But we also feel the love in it. And that, that means a lot to me because there is a lot of love in it. Yeah. The lovingly slap in the face like <laughs> it's like this is fun for me but also I love you because I mean anyway yeah it's <laughs> it is that that would be I think that that's my my favorite part of me and it's a part of me that I've avoided for a long time because I was buying into this like nice girl like I have to be really nice and I'd put on this like fake act where I'd be like hi oh my gosh hi, so my name's Christine oh my god yeah <laughs> stop stop <laughs> Uh, well the last thing I want to ask you which I always love to ask everyone is like if you had like one one lesson or one like affirmation one word of encouragement whatever it is like what is the one thing you wish like all people knew and like really landed in their body this is really hard to land or it can be challenging to land and really get it. And I really preach this from the rooftops and I still do it at the same time. If you could understand that there actually really truly is no good and bad, 
that you mm. were not put here on earth to be a good person that there's really no such thing and usually when we say this person is a good person we actually just mean that they put other people's wants and needs and desires before their own and that's not what you came here to, to be this thing is a huge block for many people right there are many people who would be just soaring in their choice of career or life if they could push this idea of i have to be a good person in order to do it because it's completely made up and you will see the programming because often when i say that even when i say it even in my own head sometimes i go and we can go straight to the opposite oh okay so we should just be shitty people huh <laughs> and it's interesting that that comes up right i'm saying like we don't have to we don't have to be this good person and there is no reward there is no reward in you self-sacrificing or you abandoning yourself you don't get a reward for being the best person in the room for being a good person we we have this saying right you know nice guys win in the end you have to be if you good the good people always win in the end well who's the one saying that you're good people who, who's making that judgment mm -hmm. right it's 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 ridiculous right we don't even all have the same idea of good and bad how can how can that be a thing yeah I love that. And I 100% I also agree with that. And I think that like we are no separate from nature. And if you look at nature, like there's duality, right? And in, in us, there's good and there's bad. Every fucking person is good and bad and they're perfect, right? Like all of us can be fucking toxic and all of us can be fucking like heroic. And like, it's just how it chooses to express in that moment. Like, so I, I love that you said that. And I think that we could go on a whole nother tangent about the whole good girl identity and like being a people pleaser. Cause now I'm like, it's like, fuck, like this is exactly, especially with women, especially with women. Yeah. But I think that if more people really did grasp that and understand that and like people just are, and you just get to yeah. be, um, yeah. like you said, like things would shift for them so much faster. I agree. And, Oh, hi Kitty. Hello. <laughs> um, and like people, we are not here um, to make people feel better. And other people are not here to put our emotions and our feelings first, right? Sometimes we get so angry at, at people because like they did something that hurt our feelings and they shouldn't have done that because it hurts our feelings and they should know better. And it's really funny when you think like, oh, we think people need to do things and not do things based on how we personally feel about it, which is mm -hmm. just wild. So, but I like I we all we all do it, but it's just it's it, it's. Just you mean I'm not the most important person in the world? <laughs> How dare you? Right? right? We're so like us centered. Everything is centered about us. And I think this is terrible for you, so you shouldn't do it. And you're really seeing it now, actually, with everything going on in the world. Yes, and people being like, if you're not posting about this, you're a terrible person. You yeah, are. You don't care how the world goes if you don't post what I want you to post then this is what it means about you and then this means that this about you and this is how you think and this is who you are and it's just like wow really you got all of that from a post <laughs> cool okay <laughs> oh my gosh well let me just say if you are looking for someone to really see what you're not seeing and to really get your ass moving and really just find the courage to fully like choose yourself and your desires like Christine is your woman like I will forever be an advocate for this woman and 
her amazing coaching skills. Like she is absolutely incredible. And my opinion matters that everyone else says she's fucking incredible. She's the <laughs> best work with Christine. Um, if someone is wanting to work with you, Christine, what are you offering right now or how can they do that? And I will link all this below, but how can they find you? Where should they work with you? Wonderful. You can get in touch with me on Instagram. That's the place I'm most active. And it's Christine Ajasafi. And Ajasafi is just A-J-I-S-A-F-E. I'm sure Caitlin will make that written somewhere so you can see it. So I don't have to spell it out for you. Um, but it's like Safe. And currently I'm working with people in longer term containers. So like six month mentorship relationships. Um, but I do have a couple of newer offers in the works that we can also talk about but that's the way that I feel like people are more likely to get the transformation that they require which we could this is another one we could just make a whole podcast episode of we have these huge dreams and desires and we're like make it happen in six weeks for fifty dollars <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like mm. Yeah, you want me I, to I, undo 40 years of trauma right, and uh, right, in in for five dollars right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah. there definitely I will have some some things that will will suit that desire but really the way I'm really craving to work with people at the moment is deeper longer term relationships and uh, containers where you know, you really get to be fully you and I get to be fully you. And we really just saw from there. Thanks for asking. Mm. Well, yeah. And I just, I will say like, she's my lifeline. When I start knowing that like, I am feeding myself shit and like, I can't see it. I like, listen, do you have space for me? Cause I, I need to. So she is my lifeline. I'm telling you so incredible and I I could talk to you all day and I wish I could talk to you all day because I love mm. I love your brain I would pick it but thank you I'm gonna honor your time and what you have but thank you so much for being here sharing your genius your just amazing lovingly kicking the ass energy and just thank you babe thank you for having me I adore you I adore you Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Shadow Priestess Embodied Podcast. I love this conversation today and look forward to bringing on more incredible guest speakers to take up the space and just have a platform to share their genius. And in the meantime, if you're ready to unlock more of your magic, to find the courage to walk your unique soul-led path, then the doors to my group mastermind emergence open November 1st. Click the link in my show notes and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for joining me today for another juicy episode of Shadow Priestess Embodied. I absolutely love diving in and having these conversations with you all. If this is an episode that you found intriguing, that you found some nuggets in, please share it with a friend and be sure to subscribe and follow me so you can be present for all of the upcoming transmissions, activations, and downloads that I'll be bringing to our community. Have an absolutely magical day and I'll see you soon.